Welcome back to God, Drugs, Laughs. I am your host, Rob Christie. Hope you're all doing well. We are a podcast that talks about life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we try to have a fun time while we do it, laugh at ourselves, keep ourselves humble. If you could, share, subscribe, like, tell a friend, tell a neighbor about our podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. We're working on some other stuff in the background. So going to have some merchandise soon, going to have some ways that you can help support the podcast as well as be on the podcast if you think that would be something you'd enjoy. Always looking for guests with interesting stories. So remember, we're going to get back to part two from last week. It is a, a bit of a change of what we do. I got Joey Pursuti on here interviewing me about my second album, which is called Becoming Me. And this is an album I recorded, and Ron, from last episode we talked about, he's the one who took the songs and mixed and mastered it, and we're going to talk about kind of the story behind it. So, hope you enjoy it. Here we go. And now, let's get to know our guest. Welcome back to God Drugs Laughs. I am not your host, but I usually am, Rob Christie. You know who the host is if you listen to part one of this. It is Tupac Shakur. Joey Prasuti. What's up, man? Welcome back. The hostess with the mostest. (laughs) So last time we talked about uh, the first album and some of the lyrics and the thoughts and kind of what was going on in my life um, when I put out My Beautiful Nightmare. And so now we're going to get to the second one. Let's do it. Yeah. And so just a reminder from the first uh, podcast, uh, two things. One, um, the idea behind this was to talk to Rob kind of about how his experience was in doing hip hop and going through these songs and how they reflect his own storytelling, his own life. But also, if you haven't listened to the songs from music, I would highly recommend it. They're very worth listening to just for the storytelling. The beats are awesome. Uh, they're wonderful to listen to. Because we'll be quote, I'll be quoting some lyrics and talking about those, and it kind of gives some better context when you can pull it up on Apple Music, Spotify, and check it out. So yeah. um, super easy to do. But let's go ahead and dig in. Let's do it, man. All right. Album two. You know what that was? Or not album two. Album seven? Album seven. Yeah. Seven. That's right. My second solo album. Second solo album. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, it's kind of like when Paul McCartney went on his own. I don't uh, know why I just went blank to the title of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So Becoming Me. Becoming Me. There yeah. you go. Eight yeah. songs. Eight songs. Yeah, a lot more. Late. What was the um, last one? Was Five. Which one didn't we cover? Zombie? Zombie. Okay. Uh, I think it was, was it four? I think it was four. Four, yeah. The zombie we didn't cover. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like that song. It was a good song. Yeah. It's good. Um, so, Becoming Me, eight songs, came out last year. <laughs> that sounds weird. I like my song. <laughs> well, it's just kind like of more of a fun yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely different than the tone of the other ones. Sure. Um, so, when you listen to this one, um, I mean, immediately, I feel like the album as a whole is just not the same as first. Yeah. Sure. And I, I, when I listen to it as a whole, and I've listened to it, Several, several times. Uh, the Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's really, I knew there was one person out there. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> if you see a lot of replays, it's, it's because of me. I know. I, you know, I just, I looked it up. I think it's, ha- I've had like, I'm probably inflating this number a little bit, but like 4,000 streams. Are you serious? Of like all the music. Yeah, I was surprised. So, so how does that, does that include Becoming Me or all of them? Just the two. 
Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Becoming Me and then uh, My Beautiful 2,000 of it for me. <laughs> hey, Hello. I don't care. No. Yeah, that means I made it's it get a life. Yeah, that is. It's how, awesome. well, that, but it's insane, like, how little you make off of streams. Can you tell us? I don't know, like, I mean, off of those streams, I think I've made, like, 20 bucks. God, you're so rich. How, how you doing? <laughs> I'm killing it, bro. Can you get a better mic? We need better I mean, mics. just that I can say I'm a professional musician. That's what I and care And you make about. money. Just say you make money. You don't have to <laughs> Yeah, I make it. money. 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Go to Burger King. Actually, start. I made 30 bucks because uh friend Eric that I went to school with, he bought it on another. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, so... I forget what that You got to pay taxes, called. you know, forget. Yeah, so 30 <laughs> bucks, y'all. I'm not trying to brag, though, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, all right, so with Becoming Me, um, I think overall the, the thoughts I have are exciting, fun, yeah, joyful, and it's just a, it's just a solid album. And so Good, I, that's I, kinda, I finished it, and it brought me back to a lot of, um, I know we talked about this the last podcast, the old Rob. It felt like, in a sense of... Yeah. Um, you weren't letting what happened in the past to define you were kind of using that as a storytelling mechanism of bringing light and yeah joy and hope. Does, that, does that sound like yeah, a, I think yeah that was the goal to make it much more lighter yeah. and yeah you know because i was in a really good place making that album sure yeah and i feel like a lot of different types of i don't know if this is the right word definitely a genre of hip-hop but there's a lot of different types of hip-hop in that mm-hmm. got some 90s yeah. it feels like mm-hmm. 2000s it just seems like there's a great blend of different backgrounds to it so tell me at that time you already mentioned this already where were you mentally maybe spiritually physically in a sense yeah. of where were you when you did this one yeah so this is i'm in the longest stretch of sobriety and being clean that i've been in what what's the around about time of that sobriety at that time you think uh, like how long were you yeah you think uh, i think you, uh, 10 months okay yeah but probably working on it from seven months to 10 okay. months yeah okay and tell me where you were you spiritually at that time like as far as were you at a good spot there was yeah. it still dark questionable doubting or was that a different place i you know that changes from day to day to okay. be honest with you i'm trying to just uh, and that's still a struggle to this sure. day i'm it's weird i'm just trying to get back to submitting to god okay um but here i think i was in a good place i don't know if like i was you know but like i said i changed with the wind which yeah. is horrible yeah I don't which know. is it's real know, yeah is the real thing so but i think my faith was pretty pretty i wouldn't say strong but it was good maybe okay and use that yeah sure and then they got the cover Mm-hmm. Why'd you come up with the cover? So, so tell me a little bit about that. So, <laughs> for those who don't see it or don't know, it's Rob Chris, Rob Christie. At yeah. what age? I don't know, man. I was probably fifth grade, sixth grade, and it's a yearbook photo, something like that. What, yeah. What, what, what school? Class photo. Um, I it was I went to Parkwood Heights Elementary. Okay. But I also went to Arlington Middle School. Okay. I think this was probably when I was in elementary school, though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So why'd you pick that? Well, I released a single off this one called Nostalgia, and I used a picture of my fan, my siblings. Yes. And people just liked it. So I was like, oh, I could just use a different one. <laughs> with, okay. Yeah. You know, and becoming me, it's kind of like, okay, this is a progression, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't become me when I was that age. I'm still learning out who I am and learning yeah. to live in that, yeah. um, not awkwardly, right? Being comfortable in my right. own skin. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the album, like I said last time, the album cover speaks for itself sometimes, the art of it. And yeah, so, what was your interpretation? 
Well, I read it and I just thought uh, completely the opposite of my beautiful nightmare. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. So I see the album cover. I'm like, this is a fun kind of, you know, uh, exciting new phase. It felt like, mm -hmm. and, um, immediately I knew I was going to listen to the album. It wasn't going to be like the first one. Right. And I just, so that wasn't a negative thing. It was just definitely my perception was this is going to be a different vibe. Yeah. It's a different, well, it's a different time, mm -hmm. right? Of you storytelling through your music. Um, and that's spot on. Like my music is what about what I'm, where I am. Right. In my life. Right. Like what's going on mentally, you know, spiritually. And so, yeah, this is in a good spot. And the becoming me, tell me, explain that phrase, becoming me. What is that designed to reflect? Becoming, it's not become, right? So it's this right. progress, this progression, this yeah. process of figuring out who you are now. Yeah, I think that the recovery process uh, and everything I've learned there has helped me to realize who I am, um, what makes me tick. And for the longest, I just did not, I don't know, I was just outside of myself, I guess. I did not understand who I was. And so understanding like my past and what's made me who I am today, but also being comfortable with that. Yeah. I've never felt comfortable in my skin before. And I do now. Yeah. Could be the medication, but <laughs> um, that definitely helps. But um, yeah, I, I'm just comfortable. I don't have as much anxiety. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a good answer, but yeah, just I'm continuing to become who I am and being true to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Open, honest. Open and honest. With that. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's tough. Like, yeah, sure. It's, <laughs> I think people want to be comfortable. And a lot of times some of that stuff that I, struggles I have with make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Sure. You know, especially when it comes to God and, yeah. and Christianity and things like that. Right. Definitely addiction. Yeah. Because a lot of people can't understand or relate to that. Sure. So, you know. Yeah. Well, let's dive into the songs. Um, chick it, chick it. Let's, let's do it. Get to the first one, which is "Becoming Me." Yes, the first song, and um, I think if we can drop a, a song on it, a beat on it, that would be helpful. Yeah, let's play it. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Rob Christie. I'm so happy you can make it. Means the world to me. So why don't you kick back, take a listen, stay a while. Not rapping about the pistol backing. All the lies about the paper stacking. Lots of people acting. I rap about death of life. Sleeping in my car on lonely nights. Looking for the light. Being counted out. You'll never make it back. With the Mexico cane. Next is not a crack. Not doing that. Nope, not doing that. Let me say it again. No, 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 I'm not turning back. No, 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 I'm not turning back. No, 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 I'm not turning back. No, 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 I'm not turning back. My first solo LP brought me nothing but love to you and your family. Listen carefully, I love to hear you speak. Maybe we could meet, yeah, that would be sweet. I write my rhymes with a lot of pain, a lot of thought, a lot of hope, a lot of love straight from the heart. Hoping this may encourage you and even help you get through some tough times you may be going through. 
and even help you get through some tough times you may be going through. And even help you get through some tough times you may be going through. All right, that was Becoming Me by well, Rob Christie. Ba-boom. And as, you, as soon as you hear the first seconds of the song, it's an immediate contrast. To the first album? To the first album. Sure. To the first yeah. seconds of the first song. And yeah. so I just, I loved it because I knew then I'm, I'm in it for the show. This is going to be a ride. It's going to be fun. And um, I think it sets the tone for the yeah. whole album that you not only have, you still talk about addiction. You still talk about those past experiences with mm-hmm. it, but you've, you, you're talking about it in a different way. Right. And I feel like this tone is kind of, you're not making light of it as in downplaying it. You're making light of it in the sense of you're not going to let it define you. Right. Does that sound about kind of the tone of it? Yeah. You know, again, I was in, this, in a good place. I think I was able to, like some of these beats I made, some of them came from other places um, where you can find online. But I was able to pick out the beats that I wanted. Okay. Um, I was able to take time to write, record, go back and take as much time as I needed to do that. So okay. I feel like these songs are more my style. Yeah. Like I look I at this album, I'm really proud of this album. I mean, there's a few songs like My Life. I can't stand that song. <laughs> it's so <laughs> slow and like, rah. It's not on my list. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, uh, Skip that one. But pretty much all the other songs I'm pretty proud of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, and, that, and that's the feel, just kind of, that's where I was. Yeah. You know. Well, and there's a, there's a phrase you say over and over, I'm not turning back, no, no, right. no, no. And so it's, it's almost a, a demand to yourself. Like, sure. Like, yeah. you know what that first album was like, right? right? You know that life was. Yeah. And this is just way more joyful to be in the present. Yeah. And so. Um, that's good. So, so like I said, it's a way of converting that experience. You, you know, in, in theology, we call it redeeming the, the time. It's taking the bad and making it into good. And so I just think that first one is a great way to introduce the album. And yeah. I think it starts us off. So let's go kind of segue into the second song, which was a drop, right? Didn't you drop it? The first song of the whole album, was it Nostalgia? Yeah, that was a single. A single, that right. one. Yeah. And so um, I remember you sent this to me. Mm-hmm. Before it released, yeah. So when you're part of the Which VIP, I usually do. <laughs> when, you're, when you're part of the VIP fan club and you spend lots of money, for that's the right. <laughs> it's like I've gotten twenty bucks from Joey. <laughs> exactly. Which means that's 20, all the money. <laughs> that's all of it. <laughs> um, and so I knew it would be it would be good. And so I, the the overall tone of nostalgia kind of takes me back. I, I told you this to Eminem, but what was your inspiration for that? That kind of had a '90s beat. Had um, I don't know what what inspired you for that. What, were you thinking of some rappers, some hip hop stars, or was it just? I don't you? know. Um, I can't put the name of the hip hop star, yeah. but I feel like it has a mixture of some great ones. Yeah, I don't. It's funny, like you say, it's a '90s beat. I guess all my music is probably gonna be '90s because that's <laughs> when I, you know, the hip hop that I love. Like I know my kids are like, man, you need to do something. where You go like, I love a I I just don't know how to rap like that. And so they're always like, it's old school rap. But yeah. yeah, so that's funny you say that. And I guess I'm just going to naturally pick songs that sound like it's from the 90s. Um, and I think I just I just wanted to have fun with this one. And 
so I just started rapping about whatever. Yeah. And so kind of some fun stuff came out about, it. I was just like, yeah. Oh, what are some things I enjoy in life? Like yeah. old school professional wrestling. Yeah. So I talk about that a little bit and I and talk I've about got that like, down haunted houses and you know, yeah. um, things like that. But I think the ad libbing, which you'll probably be surprised that I, I think you said it reminds you of Eminem. Yeah. But I actually got the ad libbing stuff from Tupac. Like okay. if you go back and listen to a lot, like, especially like all eyes on me, like, He's talking almost throughout the whole line, but it's real soft and like you can barely hear what he's saying. But I'll send you a song that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where he's doing that. But huh. so, yeah, I, I definitely know Eminem did that as well, which Eminem, I, I'm a big fan of Eminem. I know he's pretty controversial, but I I like more of his because he can be really open and honest on his songs. Absolutely. So I love yeah. that. that about you like him. his new stuff or old yeah. stuff better? I like. I mean, the one album that everybody pans and says was Relapse. garbage. I loved <laughs> Relapse or Recovery. No, um, Revival. Oh, Revival. Revival. Good. Yeah, nobody liked that album. I loved it. Yeah, it I thought good. that was really good. And but yeah, so there. I mean, there's some songs I like. I listen to. I, I don't listen to Eminem because it's just kind of. I don't relate to any of it. Yeah. <laughs> but right. a lot of it, especially because he talks a lot about. I think he's been in recovery like 12 years now from addiction. So yeah. he talks a lot about that. Yeah. But, sure. Yeah. Well, good. Well, let me let me give you some lyrics here. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about this, and it'll be a little bit serious, but this is kind of the tone of it. it's funny serious. Sure. So, my best friend is my homie Larry. Got tattooed right on my arm, so you know he's cool. I can confirm that's true. Uh, <laughs> when I was on drugs, no one would come near me. Yeah. Except for Larry, he's so long and hairy, he is really caring. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the most classic Robert. Yeah, just having fun with it. It's interesting. So, you know, in a sense of isolation with drugs, yeah, being alone, your dogs have no concept of this. Right. I, in a sense. <laughs> and so I'm trying to connect these two, thinking yeah. like, it's true. Uh, yeah. I joke around with Becca, like, uh, my dogs liked me more <laughs> when I was in addiction. Because like... <laughs> you one shouldn't time, be laughing. I should be one laughing. Time, right, I, but I'm laughing. I, I shouldn't say that because there were like scary moments where I would get loud. Not even with anybody at the house. It was just me and just... Right. And they would be frightened of me. So I hated that. There were a few moments where they were scared of me like that. But the mo- for the majority of it was... Like, one time, I would do like weird stuff, right? Like I'd go to the store because it's where I would get my drugs. Mm. And I would buy a bunch of food. Like I... There was probably a week or two weeks straight where I went and bought a steak every day and I ate it at lunch. But I would, I would leave food out. Like one time, Nugget got a half a pan of like coffee cake. <laughs> she ate the whole thing. One time she got 18 Oreos, right? <laughs> so she was like, oh, I like my dad like this. But so we joke around about that. But, you know, and, and thinking about that line, it's not that, I mean... I'm not saying that nobody wanted to be my friend or wanted to come near me. I think it's more of like nobody would have wanted to hang out with me how I was, right? if that makes sense. So, Yeah, yeah. for sure. But Larry, he was always there, man. He was just like, yeah, you're my dad. What's up? I got no choice in this. I'm here. I got no choice in this. Yeah, which is kind of sad because we got him, I think, right before, you know, got really bad. Yeah. And so he didn't, you know, I was alone a lot of the time. Right, sure. So he didn't have much interaction. So he's still kind of standoffish to right. people that come over. Right. Uh, there's another, some other lines here that I like was, uh, won't you come with me to a scary place you can't see? We live a life of luxury. It's the banger. 
Is that what you use? Yeah. Okay. All right. I had to, I had to go back to 10 second on that so many times. <laughs> but we live a life of luxury. Luxury. It's the banger. You you and every, excuse me, you can bring your friends. We all will be together until the very end. Like you were the next of kin. It's the banger. So let me ask you this. What are you trying to get behind the point? On I'm this? trying to get people to come to my commune. And worship <laughs> your cult, yeah. That's they, the Oreos come at ultimately. Any that's what I would love to do. <laughs> if we're talking about like our our dark sins, yeah, that's okay. it. Uh, honestly, there's no rhyme or reason to that. It okay. just kind of sounded good. When I, I was couldn't figure together. any yeah. rhyme or reason. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, this. yeah, there wasn't. <laughs> yeah, just because it was but a fun it. song. I was like, yeah, that that was one of the times where like I put the beat on first and I start rapping, and that was just something that just came out. out. So okay. I was like, oh, I'll just keep that. Okay. Um, Oh, a lot of people don't think that's me. They're like, who is that rapping on that song? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you know it was me? I knew it was you, but yeah. I, like, I think that's what makes this song, in my opinion, the most unique one on the right. album, is that it has that playfulness to it, and it's fun. Right. Like, it doesn't have to make sense. It's yeah. just good. It's just fun to listen to. Yeah, that's uh, definitely one of the most streamed ones. Oh, is nostalgia. it? Nostalgia, yeah. Okay. I was, I'm, I'm going to ask you that later, so stop. Yeah. You're ruining my question. Stop. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, so here's another one that I have no relationship with at all in my life, <laughs> okay. but I have to deal with it because out of love for you. So I used to live on wrestling. Uh-huh. And then As you, you go sit through, around my wrestling yeah, figurine collection. I'm surrounded by <laughs> his, you know. Actually, when Joey came over tonight, my daughter, Brighton, she, <laughs> she, he was standing in the um, hallway talking to Becca and she, she brought was, them all. He, she was just bringing out figurines. <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> I don't know. It's I guess so you funny. thought I needed wrestling, but here. <laughs> so then you go kind of through the wrestling. Uh, you go through each kind of your heroes. Uh huh. So let me ask you this because I know I, I feel like it's worth saying. Uh, tell me about your love for wrestling. A little, little bit of history. I know you obviously grew up watching it, going to it. Yeah. So um, I don't. I used to go to my granny's. So when we would, you know, when you would when you live in a a single parent home, you go to see the other parent, but usually I would just go see to my granny's house. Um, and it was just one of the things, I don't know what got me to watch. And I think I just, I, I, there was this room I would go in and I would yeah. watch TV by myself and it used to come on after school when I would put it on. And so that's just kind of where it began. Just watching it in my, my granny's house. And I don't know, just the classic, good guy versus bad guy because again wrestling is storytelling yeah, i was about to say yeah that. yeah it's all about storytelling yeah. right and so I, I enjoyed the storytelling aspect of it and yeah back then they were like monsters right i right. mean these were like everybody was pumped up on steroids you know they you're like six nine um one of my favorite wrestlers was sid vicious i think he's like six nine huge guy and uh, so i think i was in awe of of just because we would actually go to some of the uh, the um, wrestling matches yeah. uh, down at the Coliseum. Yeah. And I rap about that on the nostalgia. Because one of the rappers, Sting, or sorry, rappers, one of the wrestlers, Sting, who's still wrestling today, which yeah. is crazy. He's almost 60. But he was coming down. He would, you'd run to the aisle and try to, you know, yeah. get him to clap Sting's your butt. Yeah, so my sister <laughs> grabbed Sting's pinky finger and wouldn't let go. <laughs> he had to stop and be like, let go of my finger. Um, so, yeah, it was just always a part of something I did. And then I had yeah. friends who enjoyed it. Yeah. And so they, like, sometimes their moms would get the pay-per-views, which was a big deal yeah. back then. So yeah. you get a pay-per-view and go watch it. But it's just something I always followed. And then, 
wrestling really blew up. So I stopped watching it and then it really blew up with like Steve Austin mm-hmm. and the rock and, and all that. And so I started watching it again. Then I don't watch, watch it now. Like I don't watch the new stuff. I watch like old school pay-per-views, like when I'm running on the treadmill, mm. things like that. But yeah. So I guess the storytelling is, is what brought me into yeah, it for sure. And that's yeah. kind of what I was going to get at. I, I think it was a good escape for me for some of the sure. stuff that was going on in my life. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I think I think any yeah, that's a good point. Um as I was listening to I had to listen to figure I had to look up each one of these wrestlers. Oh, you looked up Arn Anderson, huh? Uh, looked up everyone. <laughs> Bray Wyatt? Is that right? No. Wyatt W Y A T T? Who's that? I said Wyatt? I thought you did. What what is, is that? The... Is that a wrestler? Uh there's Bray Wyatt, but I wouldn't have put him in there. Huh. Yeah. Well maybe I missed Wyatt's my grandfather's name though. Maybe I misheard it. Big John Stud. Yes, yeah, sir. Papa. Shango. Yeah. The Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. Then Sting's Butts mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Then Ted. DiBiase. DiBiase. That's the right. Million Dollar Man. The Million Dollar Man. Yes. Yeah. You feel like Kendall Allen would appreciate everything that I just... He said. would not. I mean, he'd appreciate that I talked about wrestling, but... Because <laughs> it's that's, old school wrestling. That's, that's, uh, you, you I mentioned Arn Anderson. Yeah, you did. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. He's the guy, um, Tosh... You ever watched Tosh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he always uh, talks about Arn Anderson, like challenging him to a fight and stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's just kind of funny. You know? He's like, "Screw you, Arn Anderson!" Yeah, yeah. Started yeah, out. They well, were the four horsemen, so I like. Oh, them. okay, okay. Well, maybe that's where. Yeah, I don't know where I got that one, but anyway. So I feel like that's where the nostalgia kind of kicks in because you're taking yourself back, right? Yeah, and it's definitely when it comes to the wrestling, and I think the theme of the song, and you know, it's an excellent song. It's probably one of your best ones for sure. And um, and I talk about like scary things because that was a big part of my childhood too. Yeah. Like I always wanted to go to the haunted houses where you walk you through. That yeah, there used to be one here called the Hall of Terror. And so one time I went with my brother, and we were waiting in line. And I was scared. I, mean, I was I was little. I was probably like nineteen. No, I'm just kidding. I was like seven <laughs> or something. And I. I was so scared. I, I peed my pants <laughs> and I went through the line. <laughs> I didn't even make it through the whole thing. I like dipped out and um, I never told anybody. And then like next day, like, why are your pants on? <laughs> it's embarrassing. But I you think, knew though, right? You're, I what? You knew that you peed your pants. Oh yeah. Okay, I mean, okay, like, okay. I peed them. <laughs> they were sopping wet. Um, uh, I think they're corduroy too. Now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's heavier yeah. is it thicker yeah heavy and nasty uh but i think that's why i like scary stuff now because i can enjoy it and not like okay this isn't really a real yeah. thing so yeah. yeah for sure so that's nostalgia i think that's again like one of your better ones you say nostalgia yeah is that how it's pronounced i always I say nostalgia i don't know if you're right or i'm right but say it again nostalgia nostalgia so, so I'm you say gia, gia. Which is how it's We're spelled. Saying sha. Nostalgia. 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 <laughs> Somebody write in. Yeah, let tell us, us, please. Let us know. <laughs> it's like caramel versus caramel. So um, the other one, I think another one that's, that, yeah, this one's good. So number three, mm-hmm. why? Yeah. yeah. So this is actually the song that led me into wanting, uh, this is after I listened to this at the gym is when I texted you, uh-huh. if you recall, months ago. And I said, hey, we should do an interview. Or I, I didn't say me. I said, you need to have someone do an interview of you and go through all your songs because I feel like your song raises a lot of questions that you can answer 
and gives a lot of clarity. Yeah, and I think I said, well, you need to do it because you're the only one that yeah. listens to it. <laughs> <laughs> so then I I agreed, and here we are. So um, so in my opinion, it, it, obviously out of all the songs on the album, the, the why is definitely the saddest one on the mm-hmm. album. Uh, but because it, it still handles, you know, but it still deals with your history and addiction differently than the first album. Yeah, man, and I talk about some heavy stuff in there. For sure. And so in the first, it didn't feel like there was hope. And then why talks about the struggles, but you seem to have found the hope you're looking for at that mm-hmm. point. And so as the song suggests, I think it, it answers those questions. It raises the question why to a lot of things. So I want to kind of read a couple of these. And you tell yeah, me about yeah. All right, so there's, because there's a lot to pack. So I've got some questions. Need some answers. Messed up again. Am I out of chances? Mm-hmm. Millions, million of thoughts running through my dome, hell or heaven, which one will be my home? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the question that I'm trying to figure out is, am I out of chances? Is that dealing with just life, marriage, um, work? Like, is it, is it you're running out of chances because of addiction? Is that kind of the question that's being asked? Yeah, I think, like, I don't have very many more chances on. Left. Yeah. I mean, my doctor, my sponsor, my, you know, all these people in my life um, have told me, like, you should be dead. Mm. Like, every time I go back, they're like, God, I can't can't believe you're still alive. Just because the things that I do is so um, drastic. Right. And dangerous, right? Because it stimulates, and yeah. I'm staying up, and I'm taking a bunch of it, and um, so I think that's what I was talking about in yeah. that context. Sure, like, yeah, sure. I don't have too many more chances, and then family, right? Like right. stuff I'm going through right now. Sure, sure. Don't have too many more chances, right? Ha- keeping my family together. Don't have too how many do, more how chances. How do you how do you cope with that? Does that feel like a pressure? Um, like I can't do one more bad thing i'm running out of chances that the pressure of well yeah i've definitely had enough chances i gotcha in the sense of becca right (laughs) she's sure 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 a saint with all this but it it just comes to a point where you're like i can't live like this anymore you know even though it's like long spells of sobriety and then a relapse or whatever it's still hard sure and even though i don't do the things that i did back then like Every time it happens, Becca's remembering that. Yeah. And so yeah. she gets scared of those things sure. that happen. Sure. So, um, yeah. Okay. So it's like, and that's kind of where I am now. It, so. it, you know, it's yeah. interesting. Your, your last song, one of the songs on your last album was called Chances. Yeah. And that song you talk about, you've only got so many chances. Right. And so it's just interesting that it carries over it in, in its own way, right? Sure. Uh, here's another one. This kind of goes off of a non-addiction route a little bit. But why we asked for kings? I thought this was really good. Mm, we'll I had a whole song you never heard. I should let you listen to that one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, I'm excited already. Why we asked for kings? Uh huh. When we have God. Yeah. Famous pastors. Now that sounds really odd. Right. So obviously, I love this for a couple reasons. Hmm. I know there's some history there for you during your own time as a pastor. And so what I take from these two verses is really a questioning of leadership. Why do we specialize pastor leaders so much that they become gods? Why do we make them into something yeah. that they were not meant to be to us when they're no different than us? Is that, is that fair or is that? Yeah, I think when I actually got to being a pastor and some of the experiences I had, 
Um, it exposed me to how there's some people who think of it as a corporate world. Right. Like, oh, okay, done this. Now I got to go to the next big step right. and I got to get bigger and more people have to know me. And that just kind of turned me off because yeah. that's not what I was in it for. Um, I'm sure in my flesh, I would obviously want that if I'm sure. being honest. But yeah, just how we raise up, you know, mega church pastors and yeah. We and it's not just I'm not speaking negatively on them. It's like that's a lot of pressure on one person. Yeah, sure. And we're seeing that now, right? Yeah. We're seeing like constantly. We're seeing these big churches, pastors falling yeah. and um, not deal, being able to deal with the weight that's right. on them. I'm not and obviously, I'm not speaking of all these churches because I, I have friends who are mega church pastors. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, um, like I, I, you know, I have friends that are in that role, and I know like their heart's genuine, but. I just, I could not do that. I, yeah. I mean, we see like with the Mark Driscoll story, yeah. um, just like the pride that comes along with it. Um, you see the change in his story. I mean, there's just a lot of people out there like that. So I think that's what I was saying. It's like, we're elevating all these um, people who are, who can preach really well and are eloquent. Yeah. And we're not worrying about like what the real point is, which is right. Jesus. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like we're putting somebody in his position. Well, and so it, 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 the you know, Apostle Paul talks about this in, to the Corinthians, where he talks about this, there's an issue in Corinth at the time where people in Cor- Corinthians, the people in the Corinth church, mm-hmm. were actually popularizing leaders, Apollos, right? right. Cephas, Peter. Uh, and so, so you have this kind of rivalry among leaders going yeah. on even then. And he's like, hold up. You know, God's not the, God's the one doing the work. They're just tools. Like, yeah. They're just they're just functionalities to the whole thing. And so, I feel like this has always been an issue. It, it's probably yeah. been manifested differently, right? Especially right. in America, with you know the you know the size of things and and how media can play a role in that. But I yeah. feel like it's always because of sin. Ultimately, yeah. at the end of the day, that has a biggest problem there. Yeah, and I, you know, when I was a pastor, I became lead pastor at our church. I that was one of the things we started doing, right? Is I wasn't the only communicator. Right, sure. We And it's interesting because there was a lot of pushback to mm, that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because that's what people want, right? right? They want a person that they know. I'm not saying like I'm a very eloquent speaker or anything like that, right. but they knew me and they're like, oh, well, no, we want to hear from you yeah. on a weekly basis where, you know, we had decided a healthy, healthier model is, yeah, I'll preach more than everybody else, but right. we'll also have somebody else preach at least once a month. That's not me. Yeah. And thankfully we did that right? Right, yeah. <laughs> because of how yeah. everything that happened. Um, but I think that was just, that was in place for me to, to keep me humble Yeah, and know that it wasn't all about me. That was helpful for me as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny that also, it gave me an opportunity to preach. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so, so yeah, all goes back to you, but I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a. I think that's very helpful. I yeah. think it's very healthy for a lead pastor to submit. Mm-hmm. I think to to a, a body that's higher than him, which is you know in theory his pastors, right? I, there's a phrase that I've said before. You know, when people ask who pastored the pastor, I say pastors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like the idea is that shepherds help shepherds lead. Right. shepherd the sheep right like that's the yeah. idea that we're we're not there's not a one man show yeah. or something like that and just the model of like 
like I love, and I'm guessing they still like this, but Mark Dever, like his church in Washington, D.C., they have a, a building. And when they get too big yeah. for that building, yeah. they send out 200 people to go yeah. plant another church that's not their name brand, right? right? right. has nothing to do with them. They just help them financially and get set up. I don't like like the church, yeah. like the Starbucks model. Like, oh, well, we'll take our Franchise. church brand and go, yeah, yeah go over there and go yeah. over here and go over here. Like, we're the only ones that have the right gospel and the right thing, you know, right. instead of, and a lot of these churches are like, we're about church planning, but we're going to go plant a church with our name on it, right? right. Um, so, you know, anyways, we could go on and yeah, on yeah, yeah, tangent sure. about that. So, but, but no, so I think that's, uh, again. And I am, could be complete. Completely wrong. I'm not taking anything away from those churches. I think God's using them. <laughs> you know, like he can use a, a fallen person like yeah, me. for sure. So. For sure. Absolutely. So let me read you these lyrics right here. These are some, some hard questions that you ask. Okay. Why did my daddy leave? Okay. Why did Trip die? Yeah. And I assume you're not talking about me. Joey took his life. Why, yeah. Why didn't you let me die? Why yeah. didn't you let me die? Why am I still alive? My friend is dead and I was wishing I could die. Yeah. So tell me about these friends, Trip and Joe. Yeah. So Trip um, was a roommate of mine, a friend of mine in college. He was a pastor down south, and um, just certain scenarios. There was somebody in the church who was an addict mm-hmm. and got ideas in his mind that were wrong mm-hmm. um, about certain things. And so he ended up going up to church's church during the week and shot and killed him mm. in front of his wife, Joy, and ended up killing his wife and I think Jeez. another person. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was, I mean, obviously, I don't know. It's just tragic. Yeah, sure. It's, it's, I, can't, I can't even begin to describe it and don't know what to say. But yeah, so lost trip that way. I mean, he was shot and killed. So, did that affect you? Obviously, besides oh, yeah. initially the emotions. I mean, just on a deeper level, depression or. Yeah, I think so. You know, and at the time it wasn't like me and Trip were close. Right. You know, we were good friends in college and we're close. Did a lot of ministry stuff together, and we would stay in touch. You know, periodically. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that. I don't know. That really messed me up. And, and there was somebody in my life at that time that wanted me to get over it pretty quick. Mm. You good? You okay? We're going to move on. And I didn't like that because mm. it wasn't something I could get over that quick. So Interesting. Yeah. Okay. What about Joey? So Joey um, was another roommate of mine in college and he ended up actually committing suicide. Okay. Yeah. So I think you posted something about this once on yeah. Facebook. That's kind of, and this was probably in the last five years. Yeah. Well, I, I remember mm-hmm. something. I just, okay. I just want to make sure yeah. it's the same person. Okay. This is someone who's in ministry. He was. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any idea that he was struggling or any? No, again, you know, after college, periodically we'd keep in touch, but we weren't close. Yeah. Uh, like we were in college. So I didn't know he was struggling then. Uh, but I mean, if you knew Joey, it was really unexpected mm. that something like that wow. would happen. He was the most joyful, like, right. fun person to be around. Wow. So I don't know situations in his life, what, what led up to that. Right. Uh, but yeah, so that was another tragic thing. And I think in kind of in continuing 
the questions are, I mean, there's a profound, I feel like there are questions you're asking that you're almost, it's almost like Job, right? There's that story of Job yeah. and, you know, for 40 chapters, Job's friends trying to question him as to why things are, why, why Job's life is turning into, you know, hell, right? Right, sure. And I feel like this is the moment you're asking those questions. So yeah, you raise the following questions um, that I feel like you're asking God. I don't mm-hmm. think you say that, but it seems very clear that you're you're asking God as if you're Job asking God these same things. Yeah. Right? So why am I alone? What's truth? What are lies? Why did you take my dad? Why do babies die? Why did why depression? Why anxiety? Why did the evils get to the best of me? Mm-hmm. Why am I restless? Why can't I find peace? Why am I inside and not living on the streets? Yeah. So there's almost this tension of back and forth. Like on the one hand, you're inside, not living on the streets, which is a good thing. Right. But you're like, I don't deserve this good thing. Yeah, kind of survivor's guilt. Yeah, yeah. I in can some see sense. That. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of that with addiction, like a lot okay. of the people in the rooms there lost everything. Right. Lived on the streets, you know. Right. I lived in my car for a little bit, but nothing like that. Just a few nights, you know. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's, and I think with Trip and like, especially with Trip, like he obviously yeah. did not take his life or want to die. Right. And I was sitting there asking God to kill me, mm. you know, right. like, why not take me? And right. So, well, but in, in essence, I know all these answers, right? Well, Theologically. I'm about to ask, I'm about to ask you that <laughs> sure. very thing. Um, so the last question on why, and I guess I want to ask you is, have you figured out the answer? <laughs> I have. Uh, Thanks for asking. Yeah, so here we I go. Mean, no, but uh, on maybe on an objective level, theologically, you probably know. Yeah, I know the right answer yeah, to that. But on a personal level. How is that? Is that something that you can accept on a personal level or is that still hard to wrestle mm. with? I guess so. I mean, you know, it comes and goes. Sure. But Yeah, I don't know I don't know how to answer that. Again, like I can answer the theologically fallen world yeah. kind of thing, but yeah. it just I've had tragic stuff like this happen around me, like my whole life, right. you know, like playing church league softball. Right. One of our teammates got killed on the field. Yeah. Wow. Just had a little baby. Um, just a tragic a- accident, you yeah. know, had friends from my club getting fights and get killed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just makes you like, why? Yeah. You know? And again, I can, as a pastor, I could, well, here, let me tell you. Yeah. This is why these things yeah. happen, right? It goes back to the problem of evil, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. So it it all connects with that. Well, you know, and and part of that, I feel like when you read the book of Job, when he's asking those questions of why, and his friends are making Job the reason why, and that's like the worst kind of friend you want, yeah. right? Yeah. I think you once said best, when someone's struggling, the one thing you don't want to do is try to act like you can sympathize with them. You just want to be present, right? Like yeah. that, that, I've always remembered that. Um, but his friends were the worst friends ever. And so Job, in 40 chapters, I think it is, in 41, maybe 40, 41, God shows up mm-hmm. in a whirlwind. Yeah. And he never gives them the answer. Right. Yeah. And I think the irony is the answer is there. It's God. And so that's like hard to wrap. In a sense, God has pretty much said... Job, you don't need to know why, even yeah. though you ask why. Yeah. I, How's I, that story begin? Isn't it he's talking to Satan? God and Satan, yeah. Or yeah, chatting. and he's saying, like, I can tempt him or something. Satan says, um, 
you, your finest servant out there, blameless, righteous, yeah. he won't make mistakes. Let me get him. Put your hedge of protection. Get rid of that. Does he say hedge of protection? In some sense, yeah. <laughs> I, I think a little hedge. Sense. I remember yeah. I, one of the Christian hedge. comedians saying, "We pray for hedge." Like <laughs> yeah. I want a whole wall. <laughs> I think it is hedge of protection. I think. Um, and so then God removes the hedge, and that's when Job loses yeah. family, property, life, uh, kids. Yeah. And then Joe begins this unraveling of asking these questions, why? And you can see, and his wife even comes in. I don't think his wife dies then. But I think his, so, I think his wife comes in and says, you need to curse God and die. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? You're stupid. It's God's fault. So, so anyways. Does uh, that bother you that God did all that, allowed all that just to prove a point? Yeah, I get, you know, I, it's tough. Yeah. I think for me, theologically, I get it. Right. Um, it, it doesn't satisfy the curiosity in me to knowing why sure. but i think paul answers i mean paul talks about romans 8 he says something similar to pretty much a you know god's sovereign romans 9 god's sovereignty is that we don't we we think we have the authority of asking why to a god who who, sure. who creates all things yeah it's like that's a danger it's like what you need to do is just trust the one who uh-huh. is in control of all things yeah. so he's got your good in mind and you're like how in the world has got his good so anyways I guess like I'm like you, and since I know the theological answers, it is a tough battle to have. And right. I, you know, what I love is our pastor, and you've mentioned this before as well in your sermons. Is and this is kind of how I've counseled people as well as I can in these things. Is I don't give them those answers. I don't no. say God's sovereign. Just trust that your child was miscarried. Yeah, well, that's the dumbest thing to ever say. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like get out of ministry if you say something stupid like that. Yeah. No, be we're private. talking to you, Larry. <laughs> no, not Larry, my dog. Sorry. <laughs> Former pastor. Dang it! I should have came up with uh, another. <laughs> But just be present, right? Like be active. Yeah. Be, yeah. So, anyways, last uh, we're getting we're getting near the end. Last one. Last really, last there's song. a lot more songs on this album. Well, I, yeah, but I can't go through all of them. So Come last on, bro. last no. song, last song okay. on the album. Well, let me talk about a few more. Okay, go for it. I just just curious. So bounce the introduction to the podcast. Yeah. Did you not know that? Uh, yeah, I forget that. <laughs> <laughs> um. The one song that I really liked that I don't think anybody else liked was Kane. I okay. Let's talk about that a little bit. So Are you familiar with that song? Yes. Okay. So I was listening on the way here. Okay. Kane. Um, it is so different than any other song on the album. Yeah. It has a almost raw, uh, gritty, uh, darkness to it. Gangster rap. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's a good way to say. It. And but I liked it. I f- I felt yeah. like you were. It was out of sync, not in a bad way. Of the other songs with the joyfulness of it, maybe besides why. Yeah. Um, but it was good. And I saw you put it as a single as well. Yeah, I did. Right with own. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, one of the first things they told me to do when I became, or when I entered into recovery was, who are you in your addiction to name it? Uh, and so, Kane. Kane. That is, is good. Is who I picked. And so that song is me rapping to Kane. Like it is a, wow. a battle route, a diss, right? Like, I love it. like I'm going to kill you type of thing. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I, I guess that didn't get translated well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I maybe, and maybe <laughs> most I people didn't. are like, who the heck is he talking about? But yeah, yeah, so that's the idea behind that song is, um, I'm talking to myself, like in who I am oh, when good. I use drugs. Yeah. I'll listen to it. More. Yeah. So go back and listen to it. I will. And I mean, and I think maybe, uh, why don't we play it real quick? Let's do it. Good. Okay. Man, for real, for real. I ain't ever think it come to this. What you talking about? I don't sneak this fake name. This one right here for that sucker cane. What? I don't sneak this. I say name. Sound like that. This one right 
character determines my destiny. That's what the mole heads keep on telling me. But I'm gonna mess around, catch a felony. Seems like my instincts keep on failing me. I hit the block, but we ain't get shot. Sin City in my city is one of the hottest spots. From jump. Blood in and blood out right. Remember when we had them roaches Running around our house I do. You betrayed a boy Nah, never, I never betrayed you. For the women, for the fame Or for the cheddar The streets yelling, come on, give us some more Can't believe you switched sides And made me declare war Pop taught me how to deal With my enemies Never thought an enemy Would be a friend of me Yeah, so now knowing the oh, context yeah. or the reason behind that, maybe that'll make more sense to people. Well, I think yeah. that actually to me has very artistic beauty to it. I love that. I yeah. love the idea of. Are you and, saying I'm beautiful? Oh, we already knew that. Artistically? So, so, uh, <laughs> in all the ways. But I mean, to, to give audience context, Cain is the murder, first murder in the Bible recorded mm-hmm. in Genesis 4, right? Yeah. Uh, Genesis, yeah, 4. And so I think 
you're talking to your your cane. You're you're yeah. you're dissing that person who's the killer of your soul. I right. guess maybe. Yeah. And that's something we talk about in addiction. Like mm. if you want to know what addiction is, is like, it's like your brain is trying to kill you always. Wow. Okay. Constantly trying to kill you. Interesting. Does that make sense? Like I feel like that would that would create a sense of self hatred too. Like you hate what's inside you. Yeah, in some ways, until you understand. Like once you understand addiction, the disease, right. and like because that's what happens to people when you go into this and you start to learn. Like in some ways, it's not your fault. Right. Right. Like. Right. Some of us were born. We can right. drink one or two and be done with it. Right. Like a, a, an addict, alcoholic will look at you if you leave like half a glass of alcohol on your table and be like, "What is wrong with that person?" Interesting, <laughs> because that's I just think that's that because I think brain. that because they're you know they're wasting money, but yeah, maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's, <laughs> that's my addiction yeah. is money. Maybe that's where your uh, addiction is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But no, yeah. I get you. Okay. Yeah. So. Good. Well, listen. Let's talk about the last song on the album, right. uh, "Bright and Grace." Yes. Let's end it. I like her. I. She's kind of cute. She's kind of yeah, cute. So so she likes you a lot. She does like me, Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Jojo. So. And again, I, I look at the big picture on this. So I think it's interesting that you end this new album, one of change and transformation with the newest thing that has happened to mm-hmm. you yep. since the albums. And that's Brighton. Yeah. So how's, a fa- how's being a father caused you, has, has it caused you any stress or pressure with your fight against addiction? Um, in some ways, because I'm so selfish. Sure. So I've had to learn how to quickly get over my life revolving around me mm-hmm. which is a thing an addict struggles with so obviously you with children and with a new yeah. baby yeah um that's a that's a it takes up your time takes yeah. up your free time takes up what you're doing and so learning how to do that in some ways that has caused pressure sure um they always tell you don't expect to stop using or drinking mm. because you had a kid interesting right right um that won't be enough for you because right. you have a disease you need to treat it okay so i have a client who had a was a heroin addict at 14 hmm. and she went to recovery and i asked her and made me think of you just a little bit of the addiction history and she said that when she had a kid that she said, I'll never use again. She mm-hmm. has it. Now, obviously, I don't know the context of, you know, if she still struggles and stuff like that. Sure. She's been sober since. So it's always interesting to see how different, I think that's, again, a reminder. Right. For people like me, who are ignorant a little bit of what this looks like, that that story is not generalized to every addict story. Mm-hmm. Right? Just because if a child doesn't mean that that one thing, and it doesn't mean you don't love Right. That child less or anything like that. It's just, sure. it, it can affect you differently. Yeah. And I would say it'd be interesting to hear her story, like what sure. program she's working, because her saying that I'll never use again because I had this child, that, what that, hopefully that motivated her to get the help she needed uh-huh. to stay with her program, right. you know? Right. Um, but interesting. Yeah. If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Sure. So with Bright and Grace, the song comes off, and what does it start off with? La 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 la, la la la. I love that. <laughs> I thought that was just perfect. I, yeah. I really, I heard that and I, I never caught it before. Um, and so just, I thought it was perfect to start off with a lullaby with the song. And so here's what, here's where it goes. Uh, here's some lyrics. I was coming off of drugs when you were born. Daddy's overwhelmed. He can't take no more. Mm-hmm. Then a bundle of joy was in my hands. And that minute you helped me to understand. So what did she make you uh, help you understand? 
that life wasn't all about me. Yeah. Yeah. That God still gives good gifts. Mm. Yeah. I almost said to bad people, but <laughs> I don't think I'm a bad person. Right. In essence. But yeah. To people who have made a mess of their lives. Yeah. Is that how? Because he enters into our mess. Yeah. And so Brighton entered into yeah. my messy life at that time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful, I mean, gospel demonstration. Like sure. a sense of good news coming to sinful people, all of us. Right? right. That God would grace us with life. Yeah. Physical life, things that we can touch. Right. Versus something in our head we can think of. Sure. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. How do you want Brighton to remember you? Hmm. So can I tell you a little hint? What the I hell is Water Man up to this? <laughs> See, your daddy has become sick quite, quite a while. Uh-huh. Been trying to be a man, but I felt like a child. I'm still heal- do. I'm healing up, but like, but I still second guess whether I can beat it. But I'm feeling more and more defeated. I want you to have the dad you never had. That I never had, yeah. Make you feel happy even when you're sad. That's why I pray you have your mother's brain so you never have to feel this pain. Mm -hmm. So let me just ask you, I got two questions. First, what do you want? How do you want Brighton to remember you? Uh And I say that it sounds so like 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 you're leaving today or something. So, like, how would you want your Brighton to remember you when in the future you pass away? I I am haunted by the thought that. I will die mm. really young. You've always had this, Soon. haven't you? I yeah. Feel like? Okay. I don't know why I'm haunted by that that fact. It's too many haunted houses, but <laughs> yeah, probably probably listen to Tupac too much because he <laughs> yeah, always yeah. talked about that. Yeah. But just the fact that, like, I always tell Becca, like, make sure you save these podcasts so mm. she can, you know, hear what I was like, and yeah, you know. Um, but hopefully that's just a. Paranoia. Paranoia. Yeah. yeah. That's what I chalk it up as. Because I'm planning to be around <laughs> for a long time. Right. If diabetes don't get me first. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, no. you know, I, I think I want her to remember me as someone obviously who loved her. Yeah. With, with all that I had. And yeah. to know that even though I did have struggles, like I had more victories than defeats. Yeah. That yeah. I never gave up. Even though I fell so many times, like I still got back up. Right. Um, yeah, that's a tough question, man, because there's yeah. so many different things I could say. But yeah, I, yeah, I just I want to know. It's fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, funny, at least I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's my laugh every time I do a corny dad joke with my kids. <laughs> And that's make why she'll remember you. Yeah. Right? And, they, and they often laugh at the laugh, not the joke. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, those things that, I, I mean, that I was, I was a very imperfect person, but mm. tried my best yeah. to do what was right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If uh, we're just talking about me personally. Like, yeah. Not, um, so let me ask you this. You also mentioned... You also mentioned about you pray that you have your mother's brain. And I feel like you've mentioned this in the first podcast. Yeah. And now the second, how addiction is a disease like, of the brain. Sure. Does that sound fair? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, is that part of your, do you have a fear that, in the sense of a generational sin, you've heard of that phrase before, where yeah. 
you know, I feel like I have some of my dad's baggage in a bit. Um, there's talks of, you know, fathers you know, or mothers having an alcoholism and goes to their next kin or, mm-hmm. or their generation. Do you worry that that would happen to Brighton? Yeah. Let me say about my dad. I, I really love my dad. And um, I mean, I have no judgment towards him. Okay. <laughs> I've probably gone yeah. worse than, you know, the yeah. things that, you know, just not being around yeah. that, that he did. Uh, I gener- I don't think it's generational. Okay. I, I get, like, I don't think like my, I don't think like that. Okay. I don't think my daughter's going to be punished because of me. I shouldn't say that way. Do you feel like Brian's going to carry, she's going to struggle with what you're struggling with? Yeah. I mean, I think, okay. you know, genetics or, or whatever okay, get I got passed you. on. Um, I got but so, yeah, it's hard to describe the addict's brain, but the thing that we have in common that I've heard a lot is when they felt that feeling of whatever that substance was, what that gave them, they said, oh, this is how everybody else feels. Mm. So that tells you that they always feel, you know, uncomfortable in their skin. They're always thinking something's wrong with them. Um, Everybody's happy. I'm not happy or everybody's enjoying life and I'm not enjoying life, those types of things. And so I don't want her to have that brain, right? Like Rebecca, she's naturally joyful and doesn't have those struggles, those thoughts. Right. Yeah, for sure. So do you know how you end the song off? With Brighton, right? No. She's talking. Well, that's true. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to end it, it lyrically? No. You end it with a request. Yeah, Sprite to do something for you. Get rich. So I got a lot of money, girl. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't remember. Will you pray for me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's uh, why, this, why this request. Is that just something that I feel like it's filled with humility. Mm-hmm. It's that as a parent, you don't want to make those mistakes yeah. right you want to be the dad that maybe you never had sort of thing yeah um and i think it also it's a sense that you know you're struggling and you're trying to be the best father you can be yeah so i feel like it's a real and raw request in the moment does that sound fair or where were you yeah, going at that i think that's fair i think my fear is that i'm always going to struggle with these things and okay so like Interesting. even yeah as she's listening to the song as she gets older that she'll remember to pray for me, but also just in the sense of like, I need her now. Yeah. Even though I know she can't like sit down and pray a prayer for dad. Um, she, she's praying for me in other ways, I guess right. Right. just her presence. Right. Yeah. Right. It's good. So that ends the album, the second album. Yeah. I got, so three honorable mentions. I put down Kane. Did you ever listen to the secret song? I'm just listen, me and my friend Brandon on one of our albums because um, <laughs> I was back when it was just CDs. Okay, and so we had like eight—I can't remember eight tracks—but then we let it keep playing on. Oh, and there's a secret <laughs> song, and so um, people were mad at us, like you don't know. I'm, I thought there was somebody in my room because all of a sudden that you hear like, Psst, "Hey, <laughs> no, hey, it's a secret song." <laughs> yeah, we start talking. They're like, "Oh my god, I thought somebody's in my awesome. room." Because they would just let it yeah. play, you know, yeah. not even think about it. But that's so cool. Yeah. So the three, I got three honorable mentions. Kane is on there. Yeah. So bounce is on there. I think it's upbeat and enjoyable. My life, which I thought was good. It reminds me a little bit of why. It's a kind of a biography of you. You really like my life? I, I, I thought it was good. I don't know if it was Fine. of the level 
yeah it was a little slow else. and i i think i was going for the hate L- me now nas feel yeah. remember that lyrically i thought it had a lot to be talked about yeah uh, i think yeah. but i it wasn't one that i came back to right yeah so the last song i want to talk about uh-huh. is my favorite song okay out of the whole oh yeah you told me this mike taught me how to rap mm-hmm. you know it's a, your longest song is it 359 you know that i didn't four minutes according to apple i feel like i'm getting more comfortable in music making i think I, well and so i would encourage everyone if you want to know what one song can i listen to that i think i'll enjoy i think this will be the one mike taught me so so real quickly uh as we kind of close things out i, I want to know who's mike yeah so mike was um a friend of mine in high school yeah so we met in high school he was the one he was a hip-hop head like yeah. new york so we were good so i was more california hip-hop he was more New York, Wu-Tang, Nas, stuff like that, Biggie. So, just, you know, we became friends, and one summer, we, we didn't have anything to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> In high school, 10th grade to 11th grade or whatever. And so, we would literally just go over to his house, and um, we'd start rapping. <laughs> yeah, so he got me to start rapping, and he, w- he would call in to, like, radio show, like, night... I think it's 93.3 now. I think I say this on the song, but we'd battle rap people mm-hmm. on there, well, mostly him, because he could actually do it. He was really good, yeah. a good lyricist. And so, yeah, he was just a, a, a cool guy, funny guy that I met in high school and shared a love of hip hop. Mm-hmm. And he was he was rapping before I was, and he got mm-hmm. me into doing it. Where, yeah. is, he, where is he now? Uh, he passed, he's committed suicide, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, okay. and passed away. Okay. Yeah. And I know you talk about that, yeah. And obviously the album, and I feel like in the song, and to kind of give an idea of the song in total, it's just a storytelling of Mike who taught you how to rap. And right. I feel like every every part of it is building on kind of how you rap, and then you got the talking in the background, and it kind of culminates in the the fast rapping you do at the end. Oh which, yeah. Which, by the way. Uh huh. I tried desperately to record every single word and write them down. I cannot. Did you? <laughs> it was so bad. That's what I texted you. Do you have these lyrics? And then you're like, no. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I can't. I was trying because what I was going to do is repeat it. Yeah. But I, I couldn't get the, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I, you know, and that was really good. I thought it was incredible. Thing, I tried to make it make sense too. Oh, it was, it was like it, using it like big, that's what Mike would do. Like take these a lot, you know, words with all these, a lot of syllables and yeah. put them all together and yeah. kind of Wu-Tang, you know, yeah. what they used to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, I went for it. <laughs> yeah. And I felt, yeah, it, it was, it was excellent. Um, I thought it had multiple layers to the, each to the song. And I felt like it, it was well thought out from beginning to end. It just was a really, it's, to me, it's one of your best ones. Yeah, and So thanks, I really man. enjoyed it. It's just really upbeat. Even though it's sad, it's mm-hmm. just super upbeat. It has kind of... Yeah, that, I wanted it to be a celebration of him. Yeah, you it know, was. Like, Absolutely. Well, a lot of these things with my friends, and I've had a lot of friends who died young, and I, I want them to know that they're remembered. Yeah. And so a lot of the stuff I do, sometimes I post on Facebook or whatever, do songs. I, I want to continue to bring their sure. names up like they were here yeah and they had huge impacts on people so yeah. that's really what i wanted to accomplish yeah. with that so last question yeah yeah when's the next one next album man i'm hoping i'm hoping to have it done by the time we drop this oh snap yeah so what's the album called can you tell us i love you is it called that uh-huh okay. 
Yeah. And by the way, the couple of the songs I've listened to are already fantastic. Yeah. They're Do really they good. go in line with, because Mike taught me how to rap is on that album too. Okay. Yeah. I just oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. It, it works perfectly. Good. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I love you is actually a, I love you song to me. <laughs> <laughs> it it and, is. Yeah. And I know that might sound prideful to somebody, but I've just hated myself for so long. And okay. Like, I like it. Look okay. down on myself and yeah. criticize myself. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm done with doing that. Trying to be done with that. So this is so the this next is kind of like phase. yeah, like you know you, we don't talk about this a lot in Christian world because it's always about others, which is good. But like, yeah, it's important to love yourself. Yeah, because if you love yeah. yourself in a healthy way, yeah, who God has created yeah. you to be, then you'll love others yeah. a lot m- yeah. more. Um, that's good. or know how to love others. Yeah, better. So that's why it's called that. Good. That's what I'm going with. It might change. Uh, that song's going to be in there, but yeah, for now. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I still got a few more songs to work out. I'm, I don't know if it's going to be EP or LP. I guess it depends on how many I get through. Okay. So EP is going to be six songs or less. And okay. And LP is seven or more. Okay. Yeah. So that's All right. the difference there. Nice. Yeah. But I'm excited about it. I'm, there's a few songs I'm are still struggling with to get done. Yeah. So, but I like where it's going. Yeah. Uh, I have a few songs where I'm like, I got to send you some of them because they're so like outside the box. Like, I, let, <laughs> really? yeah. I let a few people, I let Becca listen to it. She's like, wow, I don't like that. <laughs> so, See, I'm such a poor, t- I, I, I love, I love most of pretty much, pretty much everything you've done. And so I enjoy <laughs> it. There's a couple I'm like, eh, it's yeah. not your finest. Right. But then you send me a couple and you're like, hey, I don't think this is good. I'm like, dude, I love it. I don't yeah, know. What, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not really good. Uh, you know, critic, I guess, but um, I'm excited. I think this has been, it's been helpful. I've been wanting to ask you these questions, kind of get to your heart behind writing, show sure. the therapy of it, which I think is still your therapy. Yeah. Um, and how you, it's not only just good to listen to in the sense of lyrics, but it's good to listen to right. like music. Yeah. And so I'm excited to go to the gym and keep bumping out some Rob Christie. So thanks brother. Yeah. I enjoy, you know, the, what I get out of, making the music, like you said, is the therapy and the process of yeah. doing that. And it's just fun for me and to be able to get that out. And then, I mean, the added bonus is that other people enjoy sure. it, benefit from it. What's are, the most, what's the most popular song you said? Becoming me. Yeah. It's the most streams. That surprise you. <laughs> it worries me too. <laughs> it's like the first song on the album. Like, Oh, we listen to that one. We're not going to listen anymore. <laughs> that one has 982 streams. Almost a thousand streams. That's incredible. Yeah. And then Recover from the old album is the second one. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, it's Becoming Me, Recover, Nightmares, huh. and then Nostalgia. What about how uh, Mike taught me how to rap? Uh, I don't have the numbers for that yet because okay. it, it takes like three months to show up. Oh, okay. so, I mean, that's going to be out the box, man. <laughs> I'm going to make $35. From me alone. I hope. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this, man. I hope this was beneficial. I mean, it's fun for me to kind of be able to answer some of this. And I hope it's beneficial for others want to be open and honest about stuff. So that we can encourage others to do that. Because when we're honest, open, that's when we're our healthiest is what I believe. So I appreciate you, man. Thanks for all your encouragement, for always being there. And I know, you know. Whenever I'm in a dark place, I can call you. You can Absolutely. come over yeah. and tell me to pull up my my bootstraps. Is that <laughs> no. what it is? No, 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 no. <laughs> no I just kidding. I understand. Yeah. Nah, you just sit there. So that's good. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.